Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, 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 and uh, welcome to the Chelsea, the Chelsea podcast, often imitated, never bettered. Um, before we get going, and boy, what a show have we got for you today, um, I need to read something out, which is uh, you can follow all the breaking news on Deadline Day uh, by t- tuning in to Transfer Deadline Live in association with Fanbooks, broadcasting live from 9 to 11.30pm next Monday, the 2nd of February. We'll take you through the final hours of the transfer window as things really hot up with the views of the fans, special guests and those in the know watch Jim White but listen to us and remember the live deadline day team will be taking your comments questions rumours and pictures on the night on fan books so get involved on the site plus as if deadline day wasn't exciting enough predict the results of five matches on fan books free predictor game this weekend and the top tipper will take home a cool £500 we'll reveal the winner live on the deadline day show sign up at fan books now to take part follow the link on our Twitter and Facebook feeds. That's the admin out the way. Uh, let's introduce tonight's guest. To my left, I have DJ extraordinaire, Mr. Jeff Young. Good evening. And to my right, a brand new debutant on the show this evening, international artist manager, former Arctic Monkeys, Travis Craig, David manager, Colin Lester. Good evening. What a pleasure to be here. And a man of a thousand voices, uh, podcast regular, uh, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> Well, gentlemen, last weekend we were full of the joys of spring. We were cock-a-hoop. Full of the joys of five. Absolutely. Cock-a-hoop with the uh, Swansea result. We couldn't um, restrain our joy, but uh, what a difference a week makes. Uh, How the mighty fallen. Well, indeed. Let's not uh, go anywhere near... Uh, the uh, toxic mess that was the uh, Bradford FA Cup uh, game. Let's start, uh, as we always do with the first game, which was the Liverpool game up at Anfield. Liverpool uh, in the Capital One Cup semi-final first leg. A 1-1 draw. 
What do we think? Let me throw it open. Jeff, what do you think? Okay, well, I thought the first half wasn't too bad at Liverpool. I thought we were quite comfortable, although, once again, we weren't making too many real opportunities. Um, I didn't think they threatened us that much, although we were under the cosh a bit. But um, the second half was uh, a little disturbing in that it was pretty much one-way traffic. I thought the midfield had a, had a not a great night. We had a few opportunities to break away, put ourselves in really decent positions, and the passing let us down. Um, and I was pleased to come away with a 1-1 in the end. I might have taken a 1-1 before the match, to be honest. I don't think you'd be the only one. Let me, let me know, just quickly run through the team on that evening, and then I'll come to you, Jonathan, because... Uh, it looked like a very, very strong team. We had Courtois in goal coming back into the team. Ivanovic, Cahill, Terry and Luis as a back four. Matic and Mikel. William Fabregas and, and Hazard. Fabregas pushed up to a, a, a sort of a more of an attacking midfield role. And then Diego Costa. So, I mean, 1-1, were you happy with that? Um, personally not, because I want them to win every time by a large number of goals, because I think they're that good enough. So Swansea was me going, yeah, I love that. That was great. Perfect. They're a wonderful team. That was the best I've ever seen them play in the first half. It was completely superb. And then they came down to earth a bit for me in the Liverpool game. And it was the final pass, as, as, as Jeff was saying, I think, was it was the passing that, that, was, that wasn't that. I, I find it very, I find it slightly uh, worrying that it was so easy for Liverpool to, uh, to gain the ascendancy in the second half. Except the problem is, I always wonder whether Mourinho has actually said, look guys, I'd be happy with 1-1, it, it, because our record before Saturday was terrific at the bridge. And, and you know, we'd, won, we'd won every game and only drawn one, I think, was it 11, 11 out of 12. So you know, one's optimism is that, all right, we're gonna, we'll, we'll win easily on Tuesday. But after the, uh, the Spurs result and after this result, I'm now worried about whether they've been able to, whether they're all tired or whether they can maintain it or whether something's not quite right or whether they've been sussed in some way. I'm worried that Gary Cahill isn't playing anywhere near the standard that he was before. So uh, for 1-1 for me, I thought, I thought it was, in the end, it was a good result to get because I thought they were terrific in the second half. But we let them be terrific, Liverpool. How yeah. about you, Colin? 1-1, one, one, were, you, were you happy with that? No, I thought we threw it away. I mean, I think it was a very good... I don't think we should over, overlook the fact that Sterling, you know, he scored well and it's good for England. Um, I don't think it was a bad goal. I think we let him right, right slice us apart, which I thought was appalling. But he took his opportunity and he scored. Um, and I think, you know, that's a good thing for Sterling, but terrible for Chelsea. And I think it's a lot simpler. I don't think you can read anything into it about the manager not, you know, or giving, a, uh, you know, advice to draw. I think, frankly, concentration. They lost concentration. But for you the know, whole of the second half. The whole, they, just, they just didn't concentrate. And... You know, we showed it again, didn't we, with, with Spurs. When we're caught out doing something that we're not comfortable with, we find it hard to get back in the game. And I think there's not been that many games that we've got back into. You know I love a stat. Um, <laughs> no, here we go. We only, had, we only had 39% possession in the game. And if you looked at the game, you could see that there was a deliberate ploy to sit deep and play on the counter. I mean, it was very much a let's get them back to the bridge intact and let's give them a game at the bridge. Let's not be silly. Um, I do think that you know people were, were maybe uh, overreacting to the way we played. I thought it, was, it wasn't um, necessarily a bad tactic for Mourinho Anfield to play deep, um, to play narrow and, and to play compact. But as Colin says, we did lose concentration, which kind of um, ruined it a little bit. But, you know, Liverpool's 62% possession. We only managed two shots in the entire game and only one on target. That was the problem for me. And they had 19 attempts and six on target. So, you know, we really were sitting back on our heels. The we last, pretty well then in the end. The, oh, la- so the, last time, <laughs> right. the last time I was here, we 
broached on the subject of of um Mikel's inclusion and I said at the time Mikel seems to get included when Mourinho thinks we could be under the cosh a bit and sure enough they throw the team up at Anfield Mikel's in and straight away you kind of know what kind of game we're going to play and a it, slow one yeah yeah and it turned out that way but detrimentally so I think but did he um, rest Oscar though for the game yeah I think he I think we, he, he decided to pick Mikel accordingly rather than actually to uh to, uh, oh, you're bleeping, Jeff, are you? Is I've it got you? things going on in my pocket. Oh, I don't want to know. What yeah. is the great statistic would be? I'd love to know a statistic of when we start fast, we seem to win. When as a, we as play, a Swansea. Yeah. yeah. yeah when we, we get out those traps and we just go for it, we win. When we play a game that's a holding, we're obviously not very good at it because we get taken in the second half or by sloppy goals. And I think that, that that statistic will be very interesting. Time and time again, it's happening to us. One thing, that, one thing that I like about Mourinho is he always does seem to have a plan B, that he can adapt teams to certain games. Well, he watches uh, what's going on. I, I'm he? not disappointed with 1-1. I, I'm, not, I'm oh, with no, Jeff. No, no, no. I, I, I think that you know, I would have taken 1-1 before the game. I don't, I, if anybody thinks that we're going to play like that, like we did on Tuesday, tomorrow night at the bridge, where we're going to sit back on our heels and invite Liverpool on it, they're mental. We're not going to do that. We will do exactly what Colin just said. We will come straight out the traps we will have 10 minutes of intensity we will take the game to them it'll be the full on team uh, and Liverpool will be doing what we did at the Brit and they won't do it as well as us because we are better defensively than them so I don't really have any problems with it at all I thought it was sensible game management and, and sensible match management over a two legged tie he's brilliant over two legs Mourinho usually yeah I definitely think that um, it's essential that we score first tomorrow because Liverpool need to score anyway and uh, if, it, if they go a goal down, they've really, got to, they've really got to give it a go. It's, and uh, that can only work. be better for us if they need to come forward. Away goals count double, but it's only after extra time. Only after exactly. Yeah. yeah. So nil-nil at the end of extra time, we win. Right. Uh, sorry, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, now this uh, inability to um, to shoot, this inability to, to get to get, we'll come on to the Bradford game uh, in a minute. But um, is this an issue? Is this a recurring theme that we just don't seem to be able to to pepper the goals of our oppositions? Are we well, shooting? Well, well, there when we do, we shoot over the bar an enormous amount. There are yeah. several players very guilty of that. Williams, but only two shots, Jonathan. Know, not even on target. Even worth, only two shots. Yeah, but, but there's also this thing where we get a bit gunnerish occasionally, where it looks like we want to walk the ball in. Yeah. You know, there seems to be this lovely little bit yes, of tippy-tappy tippy tappy round, isn't it? Someone yeah. smash yeah. it, for God's sake. I tell you, I, I think we've got to be nervous. I, I think you said it earlier that Cahill is not in his best form. And I think there's some nervousness, absolute nervousness going forward with him. You know, I don't think he had a particularly bad game against Liverpool, frankly. I, I don't think he had a particularly bad game. He's had I don't worse. think he was bad, but I don't no. think he was... That, that partnership that started the season, yeah. that isn't looking anything like the same. What do no, we think about Philippe, Philippe, Philippe Luis on the left-hand side? I like him. I think he's, I like he's improved he as the season's gone on. Yeah, I like what he gives us going forward. And uh, I think he's possibly... Um, earlier on, he gave the ball away an enormous amount and missed odd tackles. But yeah. he's, he's, he's definitely made an improvement. Absolutely. And definitely he's, he's, looks the part. He, yeah, yes. But he was up for the Ballon d'Or, wasn't he, this, this season, wasn't he? He was in, he was in the, the top ten players, I think. Top 10 well, defenders. And, and quite rightly so. I mean, won La Liga and, and indeed, got to the Champions indeed. League final. Indeed, you know, yeah. Yeah. indeed, but then he's been playing second fiddle to, to Dave, obviously. And what did we think of Fabregas in that forward role? Because, obviously, with Matic and Mikel sitting in the uh, holding positions, Fabregas has moved up. He's next to uh, Hazard and uh, um, William. Um, I, I don't think he works as well there as he does when he sits a little bit deeper. And I know people like seeing him up there, but for me, he's much better in that deeper role. 
I think he gets um, he gets caught a bit in that position that you're in. You're talking about. Well, not if Matic is on his game, you know, which you, is you, which, which you hope he is. If yeah. he isn't, like in the Spurs game, then you're you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about the pivot, isn't it? And 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 really, that you know, that Matic has got to be at the base of the pivot. And we shouldn't really be playing with two holding. I don't, I don't think he plays with two destroying midfield players. He has two there as an outlet. But isn't he very good at changing it, though, Mourinho? If That's he is point. playing in that position yeah. and it's not working, he always has a word in somebody's ear, and then somebody moves around. He's terrific at changing things around all the time. Yeah. I also think that if Matic is having a good game, just thinking it through, when he's had a great game, we've won. Well, it, it, I, I was actually going to say that when we, when we come on and talk about Bradford. We look a much better team with Matic in the team. And yeah. when he's not in the team, Sunderland, Bradford, you know, we, we, do, have, we do have some issues. And, and, you know, I honestly think he's got a shout for player of the season. He won't get it because obviously everybody's going to vote for one of the flair players. I but, agree with it. But I think he's got a shout for player of the season. He's been such it's a right. massive influence on He'll our team. He'll probably be player's player of the season. Definitely. I think he probably will. Do you know what? I think yeah. that's a good shout, Jeff. I think it also I think depends on how many trophies we win. Yeah, well, we, we can only win three now. Indeed. <laughs> and, no, if we win, if we win two or three, I think it's more likely that he'll, he might end up player of the year. If we don't end up winning just the league, I think they'll have made their decisions earlier I, I, on. I, I, I tell you now, I, I don't put any bets on when he's not playing. No. It's not a safe bet. No. When he's not playing, yeah. you know, it's, it's a much well, Particularly if the replacement is, is Mikel, unfortunately. Yes. Which well, it, I think, it, which it, I think it's been like that since he came last January. Yeah. You know, I think he made an immediate impact when he arrived. They weren't the, the same club. team in the Champions League without him, were they? Yeah. Yeah, which is coming up. Obviously, Colin, you're a, you're a, a, a man that goes to every Champions League away game. So, and, and what do you think of our Champions League chances? We, you know, this is a slight sidetrack, a slight tributary. I, but I, I actually think that um, we've got a very good chance in, in Paris. I think that um, the, 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 they love the big occasion, you know, which is completely the opposite to what happened at the weekend. Mm. But no, I think we've got a good chance in Paris. So uh, tickets went on sale today. So uh, they're in my, uh, on their way to me now. Very excited about it. I and think it's good a, stuff. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we'll hash it up like we did well, well, last David, year. David Luiz we was playing no. for us last year, wasn't he? And uh, made two big, enormous errors. What do you? I mean, you, their goals. You're one of the. I think you're one of the. Uh, I think you're one of the only people around this table that has met Abramovich. Yes. And and what do you think he's making of all this? I think he's over the moon. I think he'd be absolutely thrilled with the football. Loves the um, you know lo- loves the fact that that we're back in the headlines again, for the right reasons. And I think he's got a very brandable business whereas I think for the last few seasons there's been so many problems you don't I think th- he's obsessed by winning to the point of uh, of, of depression if we don't he, he's more happy with the style of football we're playing is that what you're saying I think he's obsessed I think we all are I think we're all obsessed with winning and I think that you don't get to be as rich as him if you're not obsessed so what did winning. he say to you when you met him hello <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very good he was sort of pretending where was this so give us the story this was at the um, it, we were at an away match um, I think it was Barcelona and I was sitting at the bar and uh, a friend of mine who I go with uh, to the away games, Grant, said, that, that guy was w- walked in on his own in the bar. And he said, it looks like Abramovich. I said, can't be. He'd have loads of um, minders, loads of minders yes, around yeah. him. And he came into the bar and had a look around. And, and, and it was. And he sat down, had a drink. And I approached him. He was fantastic. He was very approachable. He didn't offer me a, a lift home in his private jet, which I thought was extremely unfriendly. Um, but, you know. Not your own, I mean, you can't. Well, one day. Um, and uh, he was very, very nice. In fact, you know, he was, he, he, was, he was very, he was actually great. There was a load of Chelsea fans. He bought all of them drinks. Didn't really speak to them. He had his mind to speak oh, to them. Bit flash. No, but he, he sat down. They were <laughs> no, all over. And he was cool. sitting drinking beer. He wasn't what I thought. You know, right. he, was, he was drinking beer with them. How's his English? Well, I... I it appears to be not very good. 
But I think he understands everything, and that's just a gut feeling. Yeah. And what we got? I thought up, he was teetotal actually, but well, maybe he had a beer in front not, of him to look good. Just not a big drinker, or well, something. Well, maybe he had a beer yeah. to look good, but he definitely had a beer in front of him, which I thought was quite strange. Um, yeah. But then a Russian being teetotal, I don't know. They judge you on how much vodka you can Perhaps drink. It was an Abramovich impersonator. Yeah. No, it definitely wasn't that. Okay. Body double. Yeah, it definitely wasn't Listen, that. while we've got you here, Colin, um, I know that you, you've spent quite a lot of time with Frank Lampard as well, haven't you? Uh, uh, yes. And, and, and so, so give us your take on the whole Frank Lampard thing. How do you think he's feeling about it? You're, you're someone who knows him. Well, you know his, uh, his agent very well, don't you? So, so how do you think Frank is dealing with all this situation? Man? When you, what you know of the man? Because you've had some conversations with him. Frank is one of the nicest people in football that I've met. Um, and I think that Frank will, he wears his heart on his sleeve, he always has done, and I think he'll be absolutely devastated by the reaction of the, or, or the position he's been put in, let's say, um, that's getting this reaction from Chelsea fans. He'll be absolutely devastated. He loves Chelsea through and through, and he really, he told me in his own words, he didn't want to play against Chelsea ever, which is why he wanted to play abroad. So I think he's been caught up in things unbeknown to all of us um you know money always plays a, a factor at the end of it agents money it's not about you know i don't think frank lampard should be blamed in the slightest for this well, um, I, I can reiterate that because i actually met somebody this week who's in a similar position to you knows frank extremely well and uh, i was told he was absolutely gutted when he found out he was going to be leaving absolutely gutted and I think the same as Colin never believed he'd be in that position at Manchester City um, well he had to so. go he had to oh go. yeah he had to go he yeah. had to go because yeah. and also I think that you know quite frankly if we weren't going to pay him excuse the pun but if we weren't, if we weren't going to play him you know up front and he was going to play him deep which he was which he did the him, whole of last of the season of you know he season. was never going to score the goal right. so he had to yeah. go anyway but he more importantly had to go because they have to have two year contracts you know, whether he's in MLS, he would have been too old to get a two-year contract next season. So he really thought he was going to MLS. What happened in between, I have no idea. I mean, I have my thoughts, but they're probably not good. Because he didn't to... have a contract at all to MLS, did he? No, and, 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 but he had, you know, it was, I think we know in, in, in the business that we work in that, you know, you sort of signing the contract is almost the last thing that happens. You know, it's, 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 it's sort of like Indeed. the deal's done and then some, someone comes along with a contract. Yeah. And I think that that's potentially what happened here. Uh, and I think that he was originally... I actually think there's... there's if we're going to go to... If we're going to look at a, a conspiracy theory, and I love a conspiracy theory, as Andy knows, I think that... that, that don't, get, don't get Colin onto 9-11 at all. <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, no, no, you'll be all off that. Anyway, oh, carry on. I wish I had 9-11 homes. Um, I, I, I think that he... he was caught up in something that Pellegrini was never going to be able to sign him. And, and, and his ego was, well, hang on a second, he's in the system now, and he said he'll never play, and he said he'll never play for another English club. He said that to me, and I think he's probably gone on record with it. Um, and I think Pellegrini was like, well, show, let's have a look at that. We'll see if you'll play for another club. I think his initial intention was to just play him in Europe, to keep him fit, to have him train with them. And then I think it was, no, we'll have him in the whole team. We'll keep you here. But how that's all come about, I don't know. But I, I, I can say that, that he wears his 
Harlessly, yeah, I mean, he is he is blue through and through. Do you know Once, what, what the club's attitude to this? Because the banner's been taken down. I think it's terrible. I, I I don't know the clubs, but I do know. As you say, I know I know him, and I think he mm. is Chelsea through and through. As as well, he's as, not a current player. There was a theory though that that John Terry asked for it to be taken down. I, I can't no, believe that. I can't, I can't believe I can't that. And also because that. he's not a current player, he's a player for the opposition at the moment. I think it would be up there if he would retired. He would still or, be up or abroad, or, or abroad, or, 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 or yeah. out of sight. But the fact the, that he plays, but you can't have a player that's playing for one of your rivals on a banner in your ground. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, you know. So I don't think there's a conspiracy but theory. It's Frank, Andy. I know, but and a, and when, I think when Frank retires at some point, there'll be a bloody statue yeah, to him, yeah, and, and quite right too. And quite, yeah. and quite right. And do you know what? He was more upset, and from just watching it, and also from from from, from knowing that he was more upset about what Mourinho said after the first City game that he's no longer with us. He sort of almost, you know, wiped out his history in one comment. Yeah, great. He was good when he was with us, but he's no longer. But, I think that hurts him more than anything. Yeah. Any of these things going on, that, uh, that really hurt him. And rightly so. He's Chelsea through and through. He's a legend for us, you know. I think returning to what you were saying earlier on about Pellegrini probably thought, oh, I might play him here, might play him there. I also think that once Frank got there and got involved in training, they've gone, they've looked at him and gone, bloody hellfire. <laughs> He's got to play, and also he's English. Yeah. And, he's, and, and, and English. that's what's happened in the, in the financial know, fair yeah, play, right. the and financial think, fair play situation you know, they've been placed in. Being English, he's got currency yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Listen, we're kind of killing time, aren't we? Really, we're trying to dodge around the subject of, of coming on to our next game. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> we let's need to do take it. a deep breath, boys. Let's do it. Let's take a deep breath and go right into it. Can I leave? Chelsea versus Bradford. In uh, round four ooh. of the FA Cup took place this Saturday at Stamford Bridge. I think we went into there with high hopes. We were going to rotate the team. We are going to blood a few youngsters. We were going to play a few squad players. We are going to turn over Bradford and progress regally into the fifth round and from thence into uh, another cup final. But uh, it didn't turn out like that at all, did it? It didn't. Haven't seen that since we lost to Orient at home. <laughs> Be way back What was in it? The we lost to Scarborough, days. didn't we? When we Scarborough. were fifth, yeah. fifth in the division. Was it yeah. that the Ken Moncow amazing home but goal? But Scarborough was, that that was away, it was wasn't it? One of those games, wasn't <laughs> wasn't it? At least Scarborough, least Scarborough was away. Yeah, no, was it? We're trying to think of games at home. Wigan, Hart, Wigan, when they were in the third and we were in the third, that wasn't the same. Yeah. This is about 1962 or something. It was, it was no, the most extraordinary thing. I mean, I think it was the fact that we were two nil up that just makes the whole but thing I think, it, I think it, the whole thing pivoted on, on I thought Stead was fantastic he was brilliant, for them yeah, wasn't he, was he? Pr- fantastic he really was very good oh goodness what, what a play particularly the fourth goal when he laid that well, on particularly the first but, but, goal but no, but the first, yeah but the first yeah. goal was I thought they were all dozy because um, um, Ramirez didn't close him down yeah. Mikel turned his back on it and Czech it wasn't as hard a shot as as you'd have thought, yeah. Czech really should have got it. He was taken aback, but he let's, couldn't have done anything else. In let, let's 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 shoot. draw back a little bit from yes. the detail yes. and, Sorry, and just I've give got a, emotional. No, you're right, and we'll go me. into that because you know you made some salient points. But we we'll go back and, and just look at the the, um, the big picture. Really, nine changes to the team. One of them um, that drew with Liverpool. Obviously, uh, we had Petr Cech coming back in for Courtois, Zuma and Cahill at centre back, Andreas Christensen, the youngster, making his debut at right back. David left back, Ramirez and Mikel in holding midfield, Salah, Oscar and Remy behind Drogba up front. Now, as soon as I saw that team, and this is not the benefit of hindsight, I thought that doesn't look very balanced. It doesn't look very balanced as a team. Christensen is not a right back. He's a centre-back for a start. He's 18 um, years old with no experience. Very, and he's very young and he looked very slight. It was his home debut, wasn't it? It was his home debut. Yeah. Um, I thought Ramirez and Mikel was a strange combination. That one hasn't worked uh, previously, so I don't know why I tried it again. Um, Remy, who's a striker, playing basically in an attacking midfield role, 
and Drogba up front. I saw the team and I thought, I mean, I must admit, I thought, well, that should be enough. I mean, but it's you know, similar there's world-class players to in there. the Shrewsbury t- team. Yeah, but, you know. Shrewsbury but, gave us a good game. But, you know, and then on the bench, we had Courtois, we had Terry, Fabregas, Hazard, William, and then a couple of youngsters, Ake and, and Loftus-Cheek. So you did think we've probably got enough. Definitely got enough. Got enough in there. But as the game progressed, I, th- I thought it was awfully imbalanced as a side. And, and by the end, it was bizarre. Zuma up front. I mean, it, it, just, it was just, it was all over the place. Well, it was all like... He did that against Liverpool in 2005, didn't he? And when it works, you think... Robert Huth up there. Yeah, yeah. It's all kind of kick and rush. Well, well, it, it changed the whole game. You started booting the ball up for as if it was long ball time it was uh, bizarre if you look at our what would be our what you would probably say was our first choice team no Courtois Ivanovic Terry Matic Fabregas Hazard William or Costa in the starting lineup. I mean that's what we've got to, to go to so the wailing and gnashing of teeth of a terrible result you know I think that you know let's start by firstly I think magnanimously giving credit to Bradford because oh, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. a hell of a performance. Yes, it was. A hell of a performance. And I love that Marais goal, that tapping. It gave all of us hope, you know, because I, I, I was listening to you saying you don't know how to kick a ball, but any of us could have put that ball inside footed in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was beautiful. Gave He's me a, hope again to play. And of course, he played for Stevenage. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know there right. you go. They played for us as well. Though. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, Billy Knott, obviously, in Indeed. the middle, he used to play for us. Indeed. Um, he, was, he, he, he had to sign, a, apparently, a um, non-declaration form. Uh, I mean, a stum form, what's the, the expression? about? Because he was involved in the Ashley Cole um, incident with the, uh, with the... With the air rifle. With the air rifle. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was, Interesting I, I stats, was, I was told that by my, uh, my mole. The stum form's good. I like He's that. got his own it's song. Good, it? yeah. very good. We could create the stum form. Yeah, like the yeah. form. He, had a, he, had a, he had a nice song, I thought. My roots, actually, portraying yeah. the... Did yeah, you like hear that. the Billy Knott song? <laughs> Billy Knott, Billy, Billy Knott. Billy not Billy, which I thought was a nice song. I have to say as well, you're easily pleased. Oh, obviously. I know it was good. It was it was especially la 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 la. It's is it it's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's um yeah. it's what's his name um, yeah. um, DK and the and the no what you got. It'll come back to you. Uh, listen, six thousand Bradford City fans. They were magnificent, magnificent. I thought. Yeah. Really good, you know, really good. And, um, you know, well, I always I, get, though, lower division team comes, they give them that end, and they come down for a great away day. Well, and why not? And normally and, get beaten. And why not? You know, and, 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 and as most of them said, the, gra- the greatest day in their football supporting history. And, you know, I thought that their fans were brilliant. I thought, I thought their team was brilliant. I've got no complaints. Observation. I've got no complaints. Observation. No. no major observation without taking it to any long discussion. One English player... FA Cup final or FA Cup competition. Yeah, I rest my case. It's a, it's an English. It's inbred in English You don't English think there players. was a the passion there? They don't understand it, and I get no. it. We've grown up with the FA Cup. The yeah, English yeah. players have grown up with it. I think he made a mistake not playing more English players in a in a competition that that is so important to England and again, to the English players. Again, I think some of Mourinho's comments are interesting after the game because you know, obviously, the press have been asking him and he's been getting a little not stick but this whole question about how he never changes the team and because after the game he said now do you see why I never change the team (laughs) but that's obviously very disparaging for the guys that are on the bench most of the time he's basically saying well they're not very good and that's why I I don't play him I think he's got a point because I look you know and we have a problem you know there is is an issue where he says we don't play the kids enough 
we played the kids and they he wasn't, were, and he wasn't ready. Good, no, they weren't. And they were all. terrible. We had two 18-year-olds in the back that, that looked like two 18-year-olds. I thought Zuma was okay. I thought Christensen looked way out of his depth. And, uh, you know, listen, he's a young kid. He's classy. He's classy. He needs, to, he needs to build up physically. He needs a bit more experience, you know. But, but to play him out of position, um, you know, at Stamford Bridge, you know, and expect him to come up to the standard of an Ivanovic or an Azpilicueta, you know, who are incredibly big and athletic, you know, sort of players. I don't know. I thought it was unfair. And I thought Zuma and... and, and and him in that back four, you know, I just thought it was unfair. Does that say we haven't got depth then in our squad? I think so. Well, I think maybe, everybody, 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 maybe I think it finds the them out. We thought we had. Well, I no, think everybody talks about everybody is talks. it because well, they hardly ever get a game. I know, I don't think it is. I think, you know, the, I don't, th- I, I think people go on about the, you know, the amazing squad that we've got. Compare us to Manchester City squad. We haven't got it. We don't have it because if you, if you, for example, okay, look, let's look at holding midfield. You know, if you go uh, beyond Matic, you're into Mikel, which we've already talked about. Yeah. And then you're into Ramirez, who I don't think is a holding midfield player. No, he's not. Uh, and Fabregas, he's, another, sir, one, he's and, another one that gets picked if we're going to be under the cost. Yeah, and Fabregas isn't. So, so who's your holding midfield player? That's why. So who's it's your holding it. midfield player? You know, and then when you're yeah. talking about your, 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 you know, your, your creative three behind Costa or behind your striker, you know, if you don't have William Hazard or Oscar, you're into Salah and Schurler. Schurler, who wasn't even in the squad, which apparently says something. Co injury, apparently. Apparently. apparently, apparently. I'm making the parenthesis sign. He's as gonna, we speak. They're going to sign him for, uh, according to the standard this evening. And then we're going to buy Quadrado. Absolutely. But, you know, then you're into Salah and Schurler, and then, you know, you're really reaching after that. If Costa's not in the squad, you're into Remy, who was played in midfield. Or Drogba, you know, who, I'm sorry, you know, Drogba at the weekend, apart from a couple of little flashes, you know, really looked every, every day of his 36 years, you know, and I love the guy, love him he to bits, very, go to bed dreaming poor. of him, but, captain, you know, ultimate, captain, captain, yeah, well, I don't yeah. Mind, which I don't mind, to be honest, because he's probably the most senior player yeah, in the squad, absolutely. but, you know, he, did, he didn't look like, he didn't look like, well, obviously he's not the Drogba of two years ago, but he looked like he was starting to really lag a little bit I don't think he had a good game I mentioned Shrew- I agree Shrew- Shrew- Remy, 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 I don't think Remy has had enough players like Remy need more time I would have played yeah, Remy I up think so. I think he needs more time he I almost agree. scored a fantastic volley at the beginning of the um, of the second half he and did. if it had gone in it just, just grazed the crossbar yeah brilliant if, yeah, but it was a brilliant brilliant moment and if he'd scored yeah. the game it would have been 3-1 I, I think that would have been it he's but a great player and I think he would benefit I agree he doesn't play Remy up front on his own because he doesn't think he has the presence you know and I think that he likes players that have presence I said this I was surprised that he substituted him actually because yeah. I thought he would have he would have delivered I thought it was absolutely crazy was to substitute as a squad player I think he's our best in his not normal yeah. lineup, he's our best one yeah. to sit in. He doesn't see him. He doesn't see him leading the line, does he? I, I honestly don't think that he took it seriously enough, Mourinho. And I don't think he uh, he, he should have taken the lesson of Shrewsbury, which was you know, we were lucky that when Willing came on, he scored. But they yeah. they, they they showed because it was practically the same team, and and they showed uh, um, uh, in the second half not a great deal of commitment. The Blues to that to playing against a, a lower division side, which, which yeah. went to when he brought the better players on, happily they then responded because they're, they're not as good as, uh, yeah, yeah. as Bradford. But I think it could have been worse though, couldn't it? Well, it could have been worse. It could have been Millwall. Yeah. This is true. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I won't even go there. But um, I, I think that, um, you know, what also showed was we were a little bit vulnerable to pace still. You know, because there's some really tricky little pacey players, um, Bradford, and you know we looked a little bit vulnerable to the you know ball over the top. It was as was you know as was proved. Well, it, well it's it's that strange tactic of booting the ball into the the left hand side of the corner of the pitch and running after it that uh, we seem to be quite vulnerable about uh, at as well, which I find very peculiar because it's uh, it's like going back to Robert Flex days. That was absolutely that to be our great tactic. Was there enough heart though in the game? We, 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 
I mean, I don't know. Uh, did they feel like they really wanted it? I, I just... I mean, I know it's easy. It's an easy comment to say. I but suppose they relaxed hugely after the two 0 didn't they? And I never thought they managed yeah. to then bring it back up again. No, I think right. they thought it was going to be a walk, a, a, a stroll. Well, that, that takes me back to the Liverpool game. You know, one of the things I think is a bit worrying is how they they don't seem to be able to raise their game. If they're up there, it's fine. But if they yeah. need to raise it, yeah. They don't quite make it. They certainly didn't make it in the second half at Liverpool, and they certainly didn't do it on but Saturday. But once again, did they intend to? Did they intend to? It's my thing about, um, I said earlier about... Well, he has his obsessed with game management, isn't yeah, he? Is yeah, is Mourinho saying, you don't need to. I'm you don't happy need to chase to, it. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy for you to, to suck that, that... Yeah, I think you're right, Jonathan. Intensity. I think he, he is obsessed with game management. You know, you tune up. And really, 2-0 up, oh, Mourinho oh, at home... You know, you'd think he'd manage that game. I mean, an absolute, you know I love a well, stat. Well, even 2-1. You know I love a stat, right? Okay, yeah. so I'm going to go back. Just a, just a couple of stats. You know, we had 59% of possession to their 41%. Fair enough. That's about right. You know, they were playing on the counter. We did have 15 shots in that game, but only six on target. Um, our, our shot uh, accuracy was 40%. Theirs was 88%. They had, eight, had nine shots, seven on target. You know, it's an issue as far as I'm concerned. And a couple of other stats. We've only conceded two goals in our previous 11 games before this game at home. Um, and it's the first time that Mourinho has seen one of his teams concede four in it's, a home it's game. His, it's the worst ever. performance ever. Ever. It's ever. His worst managerial performance. And it's ever. the first time Chelsea have conceded four goals to a third-tier team for the first time since 1958 against Darlington. Terrible back. Terrible back. Is, 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 I just think that, again, I go back to the two 18-year-olds, and I know you say that, you know, it wasn't that... You know, I just think that you've put two inexperienced players in a, in, a, in a competition that is a British and English competition and their heart wasn't there, they weren't good enough. And it's and death or glory. Yeah, it's, it's death or totally glory in the FA Cup, isn't it? And they don't get that. And you I know, think it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. I think you have to grow up you, in British football. I think, think you would have learned football. his lesson, wouldn't you, really, Mourinho? Yeah, yeah and I don't think you got having been Do you know, I think that's a really, really good point, Colin. Yeah. You know, this idea of it's a death or glory competition. You know, the third tier team, 49 places below Chelsea. You know, it's their cup final. They will come out and go down in burning in flames totally. out of it. And we're trying to manage the game. And I think, you know, you're absolutely right. There is something about the English mentality towards the FA FA Cup, Absolutely. you know, and you only have to look at the City game. You only have to look at you know the Arsenal game. They I almost blew it, it yesterday. Um, you know, to see that you know lower division teams Spurs. take it very seriously. And, and the Spurs game, you know, yeah. and it'd be interesting to add up how many English players were in all of those all, yeah. in, in in the Spurs, Chelsea, and City team because it's our, it's it's an English tournament. Yeah. It's what we've grown up with. So picking up on Andy's point there, are we saying the lesson learned then is if we're going to change the side and blood kids you don't drop two teenagers in the back four i think so absolutely in hindsight in hindsight you know you're two nil up um you know it's working at that point and 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 if we'd have gone four nil up we would have turned around and said brilliant he'd play some kids he should play more kids Um, so you know it's it's the theory why why doesn't he play the best team in that kind of situation Get three nil up. Well, do you know what? Then I bring used on, to say this a lot. Bring I on, used yeah. to say, start with your best team. Put yeah. the cavalry yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're three up, yeah, then, pull then three start of them inserting the and then the drop the players. kids in. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's yeah. this, this stuff, theory I, of shoving the B team out. Yeah, and if they're ballsing it up, then you throw the cavalry on late on. Here's what I wanted to say up. about Mikel in this game. We've been. All of us, I think, at one point, have been critical of Mikel at some point for you know for, for the way he plays football and the impact that he has on our team. When we took Mikel off, we conceded three goals. 
you know, after we'd taken him off, we, can, was injured, yeah. we conceded yeah. three goals after we took him off. To me, I think that's significant. I think if Mikel had remained on the pitch, and I think if certainly Matic had been on the pitch, there's absolutely no way in hell that good, result would have happened. Point, yeah. no. uh, you, know, you know, Mikel, for all his faults, is a specialist holding midfield player. And when we took him off, we didn't have one. And I think that, that brought them right. onto us. We and we, we didn't and have we a centre-half either because would... he was playing, Zuma was playing up in the, the forward line. It was, it was crazy. So, I thought, I said to the person next to me, I said, they're going to score again if they yeah. get up, the, up our end. It I was Sunday League. was presuming they'd just be under siege. Didn't happen. They're still attacking. Absolute Sunday League, wasn't it? Ball yeah. over the top, yeah. into, the, into, yeah. the, into the wide areas, yeah, completely. cut across the box, you know, tap it in, as you yeah. say, Marais, but, you know, easy goal. Would you give Christensen a home debut at a big game? If you took it really seriously. Well, it wasn't a big game. They'll rest my game. That's the point I'm making. It's yeah. a huge game. It's an FA Cup game. Yeah. And to give someone... Well, when do you play him? I think you have to play him, you know, at when we were up, when we were winning. When we're, bring we're, him on. Bring him on. You know, he played against Liverpool at Anfield and, he, and, and, and was and brilliant. Did, did well, did really, really well. centre-back. To put him on in the beginning of a... That tells you that he didn't think it was a big game. And, you know, I don't think it's, it's easy to... to I, you know, I never blame the manager because I think ultimately they get tactics wrong, but we can all be managers. He had a game plan. It didn't go to, it didn't go to plan. Chelsea are absolutely but, brilliant at playing players out of position. Yeah. Look through that team. You know, you've got Crit, you've got Aspilicueta playing on the wrong side. <laughs> you've got Christensen playing at right back. You've got Mikel, who started off as an attacking midfield player, playing in holding midfield. You've got Ramirez, who's an attacking midfield player, playing in holding midfield. You've got Fabregas, who was you know who who is developed into a deep lying um, uh, midfielder, playing as an attacking midfielder. You've got Remy, who's a striker, playing on the left of midfield. I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to labour the point on it because again, if it had worked, Mourinho's a genius. And 2-0 up, it should have worked. But if you look at it in those bleak terms, you've got to turn around and say, shouldn't we just play players in their specialist positions? You know, you shouldn't know we I really think? develop players? Would he have been a genius, though? Because he'd just been doing his job at that point. I don't think and any of us would have thought he was a genius. Well, because yeah. everyone expected yeah. us to, yeah. 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 to win. His, his, his genius brand would be unblemished, yes. I think. I, I think it would be unblemished. I think he, yeah. he, because he did... Uh, you know. Listen, I'm not going to go at Jose. You know, I have days at the office like that. You know, I mean, as I say, you know, two nil up, they should have gone on and won it. I don't think that, you know, that ultimately he can be held too much to blame for it. But it, it uh, hopefully a salutary lesson of how, as Colin says, we approach games like this. And the FA Cup, you know, whatever people say, oh well, it's just another competition. I'm gutted. I love the FA Cup. Yeah. I think it's a brilliant competition. I love winning it. And you know, this is the first time we haven't uh, reached the fifth round of the FA Cup. Uh, we've only uh, two times in the last 17 years we haven't we haven't uh, reached the fifth round of the FA Cup. Who did so, we lose to the last one? Do you know, I was trying to think of that on the way up yeah. here. I couldn't remember. But if, Bill, if, if you take Bill Shankly's, just changing it completely, because you, you're just saying, you know, he had a bad day at the office. If you take Bill Shankly's famous quote, you know, it's not a matter of life or death, it's more important than that. What about if a pilot has a bad day at the office, right? Then it is a matter of life or death. I don't think footballers, you know, we say it so often, oh, he had a bad day at the office. And I, I think it's such a cop-out because if a surgeon has a bad day at the office, then Bill Shankly's right. It's a matter of life and death. Yeah, uh, well, the only reason I say that is because of his reaction afterwards. You know, And I liked his reaction afterwards. You know, the first thing he said was, you know, I am really angry, but I can't take it away from happy for them, obviously. Uh, no, it, it, it is a disgrace. I think disgrace is probably the wrong word to use in the context, but I know what he was saying is disgrace. And then he went into the dressing room and he shook everybody's hands. Um, you know, so he did it, but he couldn't help himself going, I am really, really cross about this. And I think what he's really cross about is that, you know, he gave players a chance. They didn't respond. Yeah, the dressing room thing, I think he usually does that anyway. Whether Well, we don't often lose against our league opposition, but when we do, when we beat them, he normally goes in as well. And 
he's been known to give the opposition manager the dossier, the famous dossier and all this is a bit of a souvenir thing. This That's is what we think of your club. Yeah. <laughs> Take that away and have a read. That's not <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, and I think, um, so I wasn't, I wasn't actually surprised. I did think it was good because he could have gone off in one hell of a sulk. So I did think it was good that he did that. I mean, three things that really struck me, and I, I, put, I actually tweeted this out. You know, one is that Drogba, sadly, cannot lead the line for 90 minutes anymore. You know, I think he's a great impact sub. He's someone to bring on. I don't think he can play 90 minutes like he did. I, I, I think that um, uh, Salah is not good enough. He's not good enough. He hasn't been good enough. He, he just hasn't got enough. a brain. I think no. he's got a trick or two. I think he's got lots of energy. A terrible moment in the second half when, when he held the ball in the corner by the touchline and trying as almost as a, I can trick, I can beat anybody here. And of course, had the ball taken off him in seconds. He was the, gre- he's he's the greedy kid at school that won't a, pass. He just had a dreadful, dreadful game. Dreadful game. But it's not the first half. But it's not his first. And I haven't seen anything from Salah to make me think that he's got a future at our club. Young as he may be. And, you know, I wish him well in his career, but hopefully it isn't at Chelsea he's, he's, and he's the other thing is I've like though isn't he yeah, yeah we keep trying with guys like that I mean, it's not worked out yet you know Kevin De Bruyne was another one it was like, De Bruyne apparently was is playing happen. wonderfully I'm sure the, uh, he is but he was never going to play wonderfully for, for us, us no. yeah but um, he, he's very keen we'll isn't what, he to get know, a very get a very tricky winger kid. Mourinho he's after a very that's what he wants he wants yeah. in his in his dream team is to have I think basically what's going on he's going to ship out not a not a hazard he sold Arjun Robin though did he sell it was Kenyon that sold Robin because he yeah the manager at the time, though? No, Kenyon was the, was the chief exec. No, who was the manager no, at the time? No, but who was the manager at the time? It was the manager at the time. Of, um, I think it was Mourinho. Yeah, it was. Mourinho. 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 But it was the beginning of that season that Mourinho left. Yeah, but him. when Arjen Robin left, he was injured all the time. He was injured all the yeah, time. No, and he had a bad attitude no, at the time. He, he wasn't no, going to play if he yeah. was even and his, slightly and his, injured. his dad took him in hand and put him on an e- no. extreme executive fitness regime. Yeah. Well, I guess just to clarify that we need an Arjen Robin. He's one of the best players in the world. Yeah, we need him. I absolutely love him. And he scored some great goals for Fantastic. But Exciting. Yeah, and that's what I think that's what Mourinho is after. You know, and he went to Real Madrid, didn't work at Real Madrid. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. so we weren't we weren't idiots, you know. I mean we we, we took yeah. it and, and it was only when he went to Munich that he really found his, his straps really. So um okay, let let's um let's uh, let's draw a line under Bradford, shall we? Thankfully. Um, you know, good luck to Bradford. You yeah, know, I think I think, I think respect to them, respect to their fans, uh, and respect to their team. I think we've got to learn from it, reflect on it, and move on. And, 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 and when they go and knock out Arsenal, I think it'll be you know a great day for us. <laughs> we'll, we'll all be Bradford. <laughs> I hope fans. they get to the final. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I hope they win it. Yeah. So you know, we've got a big game tomorrow night. We play the second leg of the uh, Capital One Cup uh, semi-final at the Bridge tomorrow night. I'm very confident. Are you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he'll play a strong team, won't he? Oh Christ! Yeah, he has to win. He'll play the the, the proper team. Yeah, he will. Oh, yeah. He loves this yeah. cups. We've yeah. said this before. Six games and you're in the final. He does it every year. That's why he plays a strong side. Yeah. Let's win that one, and then we'll see what we can do about the rest. Well, Saturday, yeah. of course, is is probably the biggest game of the season um, so far. In in and it's Manchester City. Uh, our, our probably our, I think our only realistic rivals in the Premiership this year. We're five points uh, ahead of them at the moment. If we win that, we go eight points ahead. Um, you know, they also went out of the FA Cup to lower league opposition at the weekend. With they the, lost to Arsenal with a, a full, with a proper team. With a proper team, you know, albeit twenty four hours after, after coming, coming back from back the Middle from, East. Yes. Um, but you know, before that, they lost to Arsenal. You know, they are not you know on a phenomenal run at the moment. They won't have Torre back, as far as I know. Um, you know, they will they will still be a little bit short. So. You know, is, are is we Aguero, confident? Is Aguero going to play the 90 minutes, do you know? Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah. I, I, think I think we've got to be confident, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, don't know. I've, I think the, the Premier League games are totally different. You know, you've got to remember we've come off beating Swansea 5-0 away. It's our next Premier League game. And I think we'll be fine. 
if I said to you, look, you're going to go out the cup to Bradford and it's going to be embarrassing, right? And it's going to hurt because, you know, the whole of the media are going to be talking about it as the greatest cup. They're going to you know, be laughing upset. their kit off. Yeah, they're going to be like the greatest <laughs> cup set ever. But if I said to you, but in return, I'll give you a final after beating Liverpool and I'll give you Manchester City winning eight points, clear, would you take it? Uh, I'd have liked us to have won all three but, because we're that good a team. But. Um, well, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to take it's it. Almost like, it's almost <laughs> like it's almost like no option. We're out. It we're to you. out of that one. It's <laughs> almost like taking one for the team, so we can have the other two, isn't it? Really? Well, I think it's a bit like you know people going, "Oh man, we blew an eight point lead at the, before Christmas." And I and I said, "Look, if I had said to you, we'll be top of the table on January the first, but we might, but we might lose to Spurs. Would you have taken it?" And of course you would. If I had said at the beginning of the season, you'll be top of the table January 1st, of course you would have taken it. So I think by the time we do the podcast next Monday and we're in the final of the Capital One Cup and we're eight points clear of Manchester City, the whole of Bradford City thing is going to be forgotten and we're going to be moving on exactly. again behind but the, Josie Mourinho. The pressure flag. is on because we have to do that. Oh, we do. I think that's a good thing. This though. is a really, really pressurised week. Yes. My, my big mantra about the league is that, you know, excuse the French, you know, shit will happen. Shit happens. As you go through the year. So, you know what? You you draw at Sunderland and you might fall over at Spurs. That's happening to the other teams as well. The most important point is when we're 10 games off the finishing line. That's when you can't drop points. You've got to keep winning. That's when you've got to drive it home. In the words of Stephen Gerrard, this doesn't slip. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you know I, I, I think that it's, it's a game. We, I think we will win... I think we'll win I think we'll win comfortably tomorrow. I think we'll come out fast and we'll win comfortably. That'll be my prediction. Me too. Um, and, and I think we will. I think, I think that that's what Chelsea's all about. We've got, an amazing, we've got amazing players um, and, and they love a big game. And, and tomorrow's That's a key point. Yeah. I think our players love a big game. And I think actually it is the Bradfords, the Wet Wednesdays at Sunderland. That, that is when we struggle a little bit. But the big games, when it's really on, that's when Mourinho comes into his own. That's when Mourinho does the no one likes us, we don't care. You are the best players in the world. You will go out there and put on a show. And even if it's, you know, a, a, you know, a physical, uh, you know, completely well marshaled, non exciting show, you will win. And, and I do believe that, that he will be into them after that result on Saturday saying, you yeah. need to go and show that you are a big I, game I team. I hope the referee um, appreciates that Costa is being wound up an enormous amount of time by, uh, um, particularly by, what's his name, Streckel, what's his name? Uh, Henderson. The, no, the centre, and Henderson and the centre-half. The, the, the Skirtle. Skirtle, yeah. yeah um, and, uh, uh, and, and, and doesn't, isn't biased towards mm. the belief that he's, he's, he's putting himself about. For, I don't know who the referee is tomorrow. I know Plattenberg's no, a referee on Saturday. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want us to have him sent off at any stage of that game because then that might, our conversation about them being the best team might be, irre- uh, might yeah. be irrelevant. Well, listen, let, let's, let's keep our peckers up. Let's be confident. Let's, um, let's have some predictions. Jonathan, well, first of all, let's have a prediction on the Liverpool game. Uh, 2-1. Colin, Liverpool? 2-0. I think 2-1 as well. Yeah, I'm going 2-0. I don't think they'll score. Um, let, and let's talk Manchester City. Big game on Saturday. Jonathan? 3-0. Three 3-0. Nil. Three cool. nil. Get in there, Jake. 3-0. Nice. I think 1-0 down at half-time, 3-1 full-time. Really? Excellent. Get some good odds on that. I'm going 1-0. One, <laughs> I'm going goal in the first half for us. Us just managing the game brilliantly throughout the rest of the game, frustrating them. I've got, I've got a sneaky feeling that it's the 1-0 as well. Okay. Brilliant. I've just gone for the highest odds bet. No, that's okay. You'd you, you be our guest. <laughs> I don't care if what we would be you've our got, guest. What, what would you have got for four two at the uh, uh, at the um, at half time? Four, on four two at 
Oh, would you have got if you'd have gone at half time? Yeah, yeah, half time. Yeah. Oh God, it's ridiculous. Four hundred for one or something. Yeah, it depends where you're betting, but yeah, you yeah, definitely would have yeah. got sixties plus. Listen, guys, Mental. it's been a, it's been a difficult podcast. We don't often, you know, we don't often have to do a podcast when we've when we've got you know two rather a draw slightly, and a home slightly disappointed. You know, my eleven year old daughter has never seen us lose at the bridge. You know, so that was that was a shock for her. But really? you know, I, I said to her, look, other other te- other supporters of other teams. If you're a Leicester fan or a you know it's or a constant. Leeds fan, it's yeah. constant. This oh, is your life. You Leeds, walk away you're disappointed. Be on suicide. Exactly. Used to be our life. Used to, used to be, be our, our life. life. So yeah. we are yeah. brought up like so. That. We so yeah. we remain very privileged as Chelsea supporters that. Most of the time, in Jose, we trust. We had a little blip, uh, and I'm confident that by next Monday, all this will be water under the bridge, and we'll be back to our happy, delighted selves. But before like you to, close off, you're yeah. going to close off here, and I'm going to stop yeah. you closing off, go because you, have, you can't let this go. Uh, you can't ignore the fact that our legend, known as Dennis Wise, had a wig on the other night. <laughs> and I think to not discuss that... Well, it was a wig. It, that it, wasn't a wig. It was a wig. No. It, and I believe what I read in the Sun. And the Sun <laughs> said it wasn't it was a, a wig. wig. It was a, the Sun said it was a wig. Well, I've got to be honest. Somebody put up a picture. I of, don't know of him visiting uh, a football club at Thamesmead a few months ago, and he had it in that comb over style. And it didn't seem to be that much of it either. And I was like, kind of looking at it, thinking, well, maybe he's wearing a serum. I'm telling you, that's Tony Soprano. It's a shocker. Big it's hair. A shocker. Big hair. Yeah. Tony Soprano. Big hair. I think it's a wig. I, I didn't think he had a problem with his hair. I think it, suddenly, is it receded very quickly then or something? It, I, I don't it know. must have fallen out in about that's, a month, I reckon. I think it's a syrup. Yeah. We should, okay. we, let's ask the rest. But knowing Dennis. He's just trousered five grand off someone for a bet or something. Okay. Must be. As your legal advisor, I will say allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> absolutely, allegedly. allegedly. Listen, on that light note, thank you, you look great. thank you for that, injecting yeah. that light note. Uh, thanks tonight. Uh, Jonathan Kidd, thank you very much. Lovely to be here. Colin Lester. Great to be here. And, of course, Jeff Young. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. We'll be back next Monday and uh, hopefully with, uh, with a, a, a cheerier podcast. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to luckylandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.